الحمد لله رب العالمين نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أرسل الله تعالى بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا داعيا إلى الله بإذنه وسراجا منيرا فما بعد فقال تعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون وقال يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما وقال نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور مهدثاتها وكل محدثة بدع وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار رب لك الحمد كما ينبغي لجلال وجهك ولعظيم سلطانك يا هي الذي لا يموت يا هي يا قيوم يا هي يا قيوم اللهم إنا نشهدك اللهم إنا نشهدك ونشهد حملة أرشك وملائكتك وجميع خلقك أنك أنت الله لا إله إلا أنت وحدك لا شريك لك وأن محمدا عبدك ورسولك My dear respected elders, brothers, sisters, we are on the second of the khutab on the rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu on us. The issue of rights is that when something is a right, then it is the duty of the person on whom that right devolves to fulfill that right. If they fulfill that right, then they are rewarded. And if they do not fulfill that right, then they are questioned and at the, after the questioning, they might even be liable for punishment. And that is why it is very important for us to understand what are the rights on us. Among those rights, the first and foremost are the rights of our Creator, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu, to whom is our return. The rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on us are five. One believing that nobody has the right to be worshipped except Allah. Number two is to worship Allah, ibadah. It's not just a matter of believing. If I believe that, I must show it, ibadah, to Allah alone without ascribing any partners. Number three is shukr. It is gratitude and giving thanks to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu for all that he has blessed us with. Number four, to have fear and hope from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. Not from anything in creation. And number five is to love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu more than we love anyone or anything else. Today we look at the first of these rights which is to believe that nobody has the right to be worshipped except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But before believing in the kalima tawheed, ashadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashadu anna muhammad rasulullah, we must know who Allah is. You cannot believe without knowing who Allah is. Many Muslims say that they believe in one God. Islam is not the name of worshipping one God. Islam is the name of worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who is Al-Ahad, not Wahid. He is Al-Ahad, which is unique, none like him. He is As-Samad, 
free from all needs. Alladhi lam yalid wa lam yulad wa lam yakul lahu kufman ahad. He is the one who begets not, he has, he has not begotten anything or anybody and he is not himself begotten. And there is none equal or comparable to him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in this surah which we all know, surah al-ikhlas, about his that. Qulhu Allahu ahad, Allahu samad, lam yalid wa lam yulad, wa lam yakul lahu kufwan ahad. To know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to reflect on his glorious names and attributes, his asma wa sifat, to reflect on his bounties in our lives, to love him, to fear the meeting with him, while retaining hope in his infinite mercy and forgiveness, bain al-khawfi wa tam'a, are all necessary for us to be true believers. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us true believers. Our belief in Islam is not academic or intellectual. Our belief is real and dynamic and interactive and passionate and visceral. We love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We seek his protection. We seek to please him. We try to live our lives according to his book, Al-Quran Al-Kareem. And in the way demonstrated by his beloved prophet and messenger, Muhammadu Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. Islam is the name of a practice which makes us Muslim. That is why there is no such thing as a non-practicing Muslim. Believing in and saying the Kalima Tawheed is the first pillar of Islam. This is the right, the haq of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the reward of it, the reward of living by that is freedom from the fire. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allahumma ajirna min an May Allah forgive us and free us from the fire. Narrated Mu'ad bin Jabal radiallahu anhu in a beautiful hadith. It is narrated in Bukhari, in Muslim, uh, and Ibn Majah and elsewhere. Mu'ad bin Jabal radiallahu anhu narrated that very beautifully. He said, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said, he said, I was riding behind the Prophet sallallahu alayhi uh, on his ride, which was camel, horse, whatever it was. And he says, the only thing between me and him was the back of the saddle. So he was right up close to the Prophet he said, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa called and said, Ya Mu'ad. And Mu'ad bin Jabal said, Ya Rasulullah, I'm here. Then he called again, Ya Mu'ad. He said, Ya Rasulullah, I'm here. Then he called a third time, Ya Mu'ad. And he said, Ya Rasulullah, I'm here. Now see the beautiful way of teaching of Rabbi sallallahu alayhi wa He knows Mu'ad is there. There's no need to call him ten times or three times or two times. He's doing that to draw his attention, to get him to focus completely on what he's about to say. Not get distracted by anything. So he called him three times. And then he said, do you know what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's right upon his slaves is? And Mu'ad bin Jabal radiallahu anhu says, I said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger know best. And this was the adab of the sahaba, Ridwanullahi alayhi majma'in. The way they answered any question of Rasulullah So Nabi Sallallahu asked him, Do you know what the right of Allah on his slaves is? And Mu'ad bin Jabal says, I said, Ya Rasulullah, Allah and his Nabi know best. And he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, The right of Allah on his slaves is to worship him, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala alone, and to join none in worship with him. Mu'ad bin Jabal says then, 
we proceeded for a couple of minutes more and then he again called and said ya muad and he said i said ya rasulullah i am here he said do you know what their right meaning the right of the slaves is upon allah subhanahu wa ta'ala do you know what their right is on him and i replied allah and his messenger know best and rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said their right on him is not to punish them if they do this meaning if they live by tawhid if they do not join partners with it the benefit of tawhid is freedom from the fire inshallah the key issue is to live by it not merely to say it and this is something that sometimes we lose sight of allah subhanahu wa taala made it clear that it is not only belief but to stay firm on that belief and to live by it which counts <clears throat> allah subhanahu wa taala said in surah al-haqaf ان الذين قالوا ربنا الله ثم استقاموا لا خوف عليهم ولا هم يحزنون الله سبحانه وتعالى said which means verily those who say our rabb is only allah and thereafter istaqamu thereafter they are steadfast and they stand firm on this on them shall be no fear nor shall they grieve fear is with respect to the future and grief is with respect to the past This is the quality of the people of Jannah. Allah khawfun alayhim balaham yazanun. Allah said, in this dunya, Allah will give this. My brothers and sisters, I remind myself anew that the kalima is our brand. It is our signature. It is our standard to which we are called and we answer. It is our differentiator from every other religion and every other way of being. Tawheed is the foundation of Islam. To believe in the kalima that there is no one worthy of worship other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. to be sincere in that belief to love that belief to have complete certainty in that belief and to live our lives according to that belief are the requirements of the kalima and the right of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this will inshallah entitle us to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's forgiveness and freedom from the fire that is the highest most critical and most valuable of rewards it is it is the result of remaining firm on the kalima I remind myself and you that we make dua for steadfastness in every rakat of every salah. In Surah Al-Fatiha we say ihdinas siratal mustaqim. Every rakat of every salah Surah Al-Fatiha is a rukun of the salah. We are asking for steadfastness on the path. Ihdinas siratal mustaqim. And that's because Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala likes deeds that may be small but which are done consistently. Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala stated that to join partners with him is shirk and is the biggest of sins may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us from committing any kind of shirk allah said wa id qala luqman li ibnihi ya wa huwa ya'iduhu ya bunayya la tushrik billah inna ash-shirka la zulmun azim and remember when luqman said to his son alayhi salam when he was advising him oh my son do not join in worship others with allah verily joining others in worship with allah is a great zulm it's a great wrong indeed and finally allah subhanahu wa ta'ala declared that if anyone dies on shirk believing that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has partners then this person will not be forgiven allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said inna allah la yaghfiru an yushraka bihi wa yaghfiru ma duna dhalika liman yasha wa man yushrik billahi faqad iftara ithman azima allah said verily allah forgives not that partner should be set up with him in worship but he forgives 
except that anything else to whom he pleases. And whoever sets up partners with Allah in worship, he has indeed invented a great and tremendous sin. Abu Sayyid al-Khudri narrates, he said, Rasulullah sallam came to us when we were discussing the Dajjal. And Rasulullah said, Shall I not tell you about my greater fear for you than the Dajjal? We said, of course, Ya Rasulullah. He said, it is hidden idolatry, hidden shirk, that a man stands for prayer and beautifies his prayer because he sees somebody else looking at him. And this is in Ibn Majah. Arriya, to beautify your prayer, your recitation, your actions or whatever. Because you want people to praise you. This is Riyah. Right? Somebody says, please make dua for me. You say, yes, inshallah, I will make dua for you in tahajjud. Why? He said, make dua, you make dua. Why must you tell him you will do dua in tahajjud? Because you want him to know that you pray tahajjud. That's the end of tahajjud. Right? So very, very, we, should, we need to be very careful. Don't destroy our own actions by talking about them. Keep the action between you and Allah alone. There is no need for anybody to know. Because we ask reward from Allah. So what does it matter? Let people believe anything they want. Doesn't matter. Allah will not ask them for their opinion about you. Allah knows what we do. Keep it silent. Keep it between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. My brothers and sisters, it is very important to understand that inshallah, at least this is my belief that even the most, the weakest and the most ignorant of Muslims, will not actually pray to an idol or make sajda to the idol. But there are many who go to graves of those who they declare to be saints. And they ask for favors or they ask them to make dua for them. The safest way to see whether anything is right or wrong, especially with ibadat, is to see what Rasulullah and his Sahaba did. And to follow that and not anyone or anything else. About dua, Rasulullah said, An Nu'man ibn Bashir, An Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Qala du'au huwa al-ibadah. Thumma qara'a, Wa qala rabbukum ud'uni astajib lakum. Inna al-ladhina yastagbiruna an ibadati, Sayyadukhuluna jahannama dakhirin. And Numan bin Bashir radiallahu reported that Rasulullah sallallahu said, Dua itself is worship. Dua is worship itself. Ad-dua wal-ibada. And then Rasulullah sallallahu recited the ayah where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Your Rabb said, Call upon me and I will respond to you. Ud'uni astajib lakum. Verily those who disdain my worship will enter Jahannam in humiliation. And this is in At-Tirmidhi. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu to keep us free from all forms of shirk, hidden or open, and to accept our ibadat and to forgive our mistakes and to forgive us and to enter us into Jannah. الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعد فقال تعالى 
ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال محمد كما صليت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما باركت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد i remind myself and you my brothers and sisters that dua is worship and it is the most common way in which many people commit shirk they go to the graves of anbiya including rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam or to the graves of those who they call awliya of allah and either ask them for favors or ask them to make dua to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on their behalf to believe that someone who did not know you in his lifetime who does not speak your language for the most part who cannot recognize you nor understand your speech but will know you and will make dua for you is major shirk because that person who believes that is ascribing to a human being attributes that belong to Allah alone Allah alone is the one who knows every single human being because he created us we don't need to introduce ourselves to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah knows who we are Allah is the one who understands every language because he created languages to believe that somebody else has these qualities is to commit major shirk in the sifat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also it is completely illogical and blind superstition which has no place in islam allah subhanahu wa ta'ala declared that he is the sole creator of everything and is solely in control of them without any partners or helpers allah khaliqu kulli shay'in wa huwa ala kulli shay'in wakil allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the creator of all things and he is the wakil he is the the, the, the disposer of affairs the guardian the trustee over all things sainthood is a christian theological concept a person is bestowed sainthood by the church usually the pope at his discretion in islam we do not have saints one must be very careful about using terminology that has specific meanings in other theologies you can say somebody is saintly meaning he has qualities good qualities of piety and so on but to say so and so is a saint this is to speak about allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without knowledge in islam we have awliya allah who are they allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned us men, me, mentioned this and told us who his awliya are may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala include us among his awliya inshallah allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said ala inna awliya allahi la khawfun alayhim wa lahum yahzanun alladhina amanu wa kanu yattaqun lahumul bushra fil hayati dunya wa fil akhirah la tabdila li kalimatillah ذلك هو الفوز العظيم الله سبحانه نو داوت فيريلي دي اولياء اوف الله هو ار دي اولياء دي ار دي فيفوريت سليفز اوف الله ذس از انذر بروبلم وذ ترانسليشنز اولياء از ترانس از ترانسليتد از فريندز دوست الله کے دوست اللہ کا کوئی دوست نہیں ہوتا اللہ خالق ہے ہم مخلوق ہیں دونوں میں کوئی برابری نہیں ہے دیر از نو فرینڈ اوف اللہ بیکاز فرینڈشپ امپلائز پیریٹی اینڈ ایکوالٹی Allah is the khaliq we are the makhluq there is no there's no comparison between us and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so the word awliya in the reference and context of the Quran means the favorite slave of Allah so please be because we most of us read translation so we have to understand the meaning uh, how it is translated so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said verily the awliya of Allah no fear shall come upon them nor shall they grieve they are those who believed which is islam and tawhid 
and who used to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in their lives who had taqwa. So the two qualities of a wali of Allah are what? To have iman and to have taqwa. Allah said for them are glad tidings in the life of the present world and in the hereafter. No change can there be in the words of Allah. This is indeed supreme success. The first thing to understand here as I mentioned is the meaning of the word wali or awliya itself. And we have to understand it in the context of the Quran and the Quranic language in keeping with the glory and magnificence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his unique position as the creator, the sustainer and the master to whom is our return. Secondly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala defined his awliya. He said that his awliya are those who have iman and taqwa. So we understand from that that any Muslim who has iman and taqwa believes in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without partners and lives his or her life seeking Allah's pleasure and fearing his displeasure is insha'Allah a wali of Allah. And that's why I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, may Allah make us all his awliya insha'Allah. I'm explaining this because the big mistake that some people make is to name a particular individual and they say he is a wali of Allah or he was a wali of Allah. We see this all the time. So and so, Allah ke bort bade wali the. Aapko kisi ne bola? Aap pe wahi aarai hai? Please understand this. So and so, so and so is a, big, is a big wali of Allah. How do you know? Did you get wahi? It is a very serious thing to name an individual and say so and so is a wali of Allah or was a wali of Allah is to speak about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without knowledge which is the mother of all sins. Ummul khabaif. About the Anbiya and the Rusul, the Prophets and the Messengers, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala named them. So we can safely say that Isa alayhi salam, Musa alayhi salam, Dawud alayhi salam, Sulaiman alayhi salam, Ibrahim alayhi salam, Nuh alayhi salam and so on and so on and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi salam. All the ones who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala named, we can safely say that individual with the name was a Rasul of Allah, was a Nabi of Allah, no problem. Why? Because Allah said so. But anyone other than that, the best we can say is, insha'Allah, this person was a wali of Allah. We ask Allah to include him among his awliya. If you want to go there and say that, you can say that. But to specify somebody and say, so and so was or is a wali of Allah, this is a very major problem and it amounts to uh, speaking about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without knowledge. And as I said, this is in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala called it the worst of sins. My brothers and sisters, <clears throat> the problem then is when we do this, when we specify people, then this gives rise to the reprehensible practice of visiting the graves of the so-called awliya to ask for favors. Rasulullah did not do this, nor did he permit anyone to do it. He did not tell the sahaba that they should come even to his grave to ask him for anything or to make dua for anything. The sahaba visited the grave of Nabi Wasallam, and may Allah give us the Opportunity to go to the Rawd al-Mubarak. For what? To say salam. Even that, the salam you can say right from here and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala appoints an angel to convey it to Rasulullah and he responds to that. All of this is from the ghaib. How it happens, we don't know. We believe it happens because Nabi sallallahu told us this. But inshallah, we, if Allah sends us to Masjid al-Nabi Sharif, alhamdulillah, this is barakah. We go to the Rawd al-Karim and we say salam to Nabi sallallahu and to his to his two companions, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. But beyond that, 
to ask him for a favor. Ya Rasulullah, do this for me. Ya Rasulullah, make dua to Allah for me. This is open and major shirk. Please understand this. For anyone with any doubt about this, there is a beautiful story in the seerah of Umar ibn al-Khattab when there was a drought in Medina, he took the people outside Medina to pray Salatul Istisqa, the Salah for Matar, for Salah for rain. And when he finished, he, he addressed the people and he said, when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was among us, we used to ask him to make dua for rain. Today he is no longer among us. So I am asking the uncle of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, Al-Abbas bin Abdul Muttalib to make dua for rain. Please understand Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab did not say that because he did not, did not know where the grave of Musa sallam is. He is buried next to him. Right? He knew where the grave was. All the people in that gathering, every single one of them knew where the grave was. Al-Abbas knew where the grave was. They could have gone to the grave and asked. They did not do that. Why? Because they were taught that by the sahib of that grave. They were taught what to do by Rasulullah himself. So please, don't, don't get confused and do not end up committing shirk. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَمَا يَسْتَوِي الْأَحْيَاءُ وَالْأَمْوَادِ The question then becomes, can I talk, when I talk to somebody in the grave, will the person hear me? Right? And people give this dalil, especially those who don't know Arabic. They say, we go to the Khabrastan and we say, Assalamu alaikum ya ahlul khubur. So they are hearing us. Assalamu alaikum ya ahlul khubur is dua. You're not talking to them. If that somebody from the grave said, وَعَلَيْكُمْ السَّلَامِ يَا Abdul Ghafur, you will have a problem. Right? So, when you say, Assalamu alaikum, Ya Ahlul Qubur, this is dua for them. You are not speaking to them. So, people ask this question. I will give you dalil from the Quran itself. There is no dalil beyond this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, and remember who is Allah talking to. Allah said, وَمَا يَسْتَوِي الْأَحْيَاءُ وَلَا الْأَمْوَاتِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ يُسْمِعُ مَنْ يَشَاءُ وَمَا أَنْتَ بِمُسْمِينَ مَنْ فِي الْقُبُورِ In Surah Al-Fatir, Allah said, Not alike are the living and the dead. Verily, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes whom He likes to hear, but you cannot make hear those who are in their graves. Who is this ayat addressed to? Rasulullah If Allah is saying to His Nabi, You cannot make somebody in the grave hear you. Where do you, what's my position? What's your position? Now people ask the question, what about Badr? When Rasulullah spoke to the, the dead of the kuffar who were thrown into the dry well. That is one of the mojizat. It is one of the miracles given to the Rasul salam on that occasion for that occasion. That is not a dalil for anything. Like many other miracles. Rasulullah was given the miracle of Shakul Khamar. He was told, make, a, make a, a, a sign with your finger and the moon will split. So tonight, please try, try it and see if it works for you. The mojizat of the Nabi are for the Nabi. For the time. Musa salam was given the mojizat, strike the water with your stick. He did that, the sea parted. What do you think would have, would have happened the second time if he... If he Hit the water with a stick. The water would have splashed in his face. That's it. Right? It was meant for one time. That happened. This is from the Khudrat of Allah. So we recognize Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Second ayat. 
ان کلا تسم المعتا ولا تسم Rules are different. Rules are different. The existence is different. Similarly, the rules that govern the next world are different and those that govern the day of judgment are different and those that govern Jannah are different. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for Jannah without Hisab, inshallah. My brothers and sisters, we follow what Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said and did. And as did his sahaba, radhuanullahi alayhi majma'in. There is no guide better than Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa to lead us to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Jannah. We do not follow anyone else because the matter of shirk is too serious to make a mistake about. Finally, I want to conclude with two very powerful ahadith which underline the importance of Tawheed in Islam. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to save us from all tests and to forgive us and accept us in His presence. It was narrated by Abu Dharda radiallahu anhu. He said, my close friend Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam advised me and he said, do not associate anything or anyone with Allah. Even if you are cut into pieces and burnt. He said do not neglect any fard salah deliberately. For whoever neglects a fard salah deliberately. No longer has the protection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is in Ibn Majah. Second hadith narrated Hudayfa bin Yaman. The confidant of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa He said that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said. Islam will wear out as embroidery on a garment wears out. Until no one will know what is fasting, what is prayer, what is salah, what are the rites and rituals of pilgrimage, of hajj and umrah, and what is charity. Nobody will know. The book of Allah will be taken away at night. And not one single ayah of it will be left on the earth. <clears throat> and there will be some people left, old men and old women, who will say, we saw our father saying these words, La ilaha illallah. And we say them also. Sila, who was his friend, Sila said to him, What good will saying La ilaha illallah do for them when they do not know what is fasting and do not know what is prayer and do not know the rights of Hajj and Umrah and do not know charity? Hudayfa radiallahu did not reply, he turned away. Sila asked him again, What good will it do? Same thing. Hudayfa radiallahu turned away. Sila asked him a third time. When he asked him a third time, Hudayfa radiallahu turned around and said, It will save them from the fire. It will save them from the fire. It will save them from the fire. Three times. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ashadu an la ilaha illallah. Say. Let the malaika be witness. Ashadu an la ilaha illallah. Wa ashadu anna Muhammad rasulullah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be witness. That we worship none other than him jalla jalla. That we look for help from no one other than him, Jalla Jalaluhu. That we worship him and we try to live our lives 
as did his Habib Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wa alihi wasallam. Before I make dua, let me make dua. There is a brother of ours who passed away in Jordan with COVID. We ask Allah to give him the darja of a shaheed as Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam promised. His name was Isam. We ask Allah subhanahu wa taala to fill his cover with nur to grant him jannatul firdaus ulaa bi ghairi hisab. Rabbana zalamna anfusana wa illam taqfir lana wa tarhamna lana kunna min al-khasirin. Ya hayu ya khayyum bi rahmatika nastaghith. Aslih lana shanana kulla la ilaha illa ant. Rabbana faqfir lana dhurubana wa kaffirana sayyatina wa tawfana ma'ala burar. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasanata wa fi l-akhirati hasanata wa qina azaba nar. Amin ya rabbal alameen. Ya ibadallah. Rahimakumullah. Inna Allah yamuru biladli wa lihsan. وإيتائز القربى وينحان الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعيزكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله يذكركم عدو يستجب لكم ولا ذكر الله يكبر والله يعلم ما تسلون أقيب السلام